What's up, perverts? If you are just listening to my mouth quack at you, then you're missing out because Not Too Deep is an actual visual show on full screen thanks to AT&T. And we have new stuff for you to see. Like, we have a monitor that has graphics that have, like, um, relating to things that we talk about. And then we do visual activities like shotgun beers. And sometimes we play games with props. I know you want to see props. Sometimes we wear bikini shirts. That's fun. Sometimes we wear dad sweatpants. Anything can happen. So go sign up for Fullscreen at fullscreen.com slash ATT to get a year's worth of streamable content at no extra cost if you're an eligible AT&T wireless customer. The first year's on them. So just sit back, watch this face, do things, and wear things, and hold things, etc. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. In this episode, we have professional private investigator Matt King, and we're celebrating the 4th of July. Get ready. It's America and a King. Not, not Too Deep. Today's episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good friends at Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make your next move into a reality. Not to mention with Squarespace's beautifully designed templates and customizable features, creating a beautiful website is a simple and intuitive process. Simply add and arrange your content with the click of a mouse. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com, enter offer code GRACE, and get 10% off your first purchase. Happy America Day! Happy birthday, America! Woo! I mean, we are dear to celebrate America's birthday, but we are celebrating nonetheless. It is our 4th of July themed episode of Not Too Deep! How exciting! Are you excited, Jack Ferry? I can barely tell. For Uh, those of you just listening, you are truly missing out on the spectacle that is Jack Ferry in all of his Americana gear. Yes, I decided to uh, bedazzle myself in the old red, white, and blue. Yeah, you look like an Old Navy puked all over you. Yeah. Really good. good I look. feel I feel like I'm doing some sort of Macho Man Randy Savage cosplay. Yeah, right now. you're like a mix of Macho Man Randy Savage with like a diehard Dave Matthews band fan, and uh, they just like blend together with a little bit seamlessly. of Uncle Sam. Yeah, really, really a good look. You should wear more like hats like that. The top hat looked the top great hat. on you. Thank now you, you have an Americana style like top hat cowboy hybrid. Uh, really, really good. Every time I come to do Not Too Deep here at Full Screen Studios, it's always a new adventure of what ridiculous outfit. Yeah, if you guys don't know, in the history of Not Too Deep, um, Jack is notorious for coming in with very beautiful clothing. I come in wearing the cleanest thing I have in my house, and Jack comes in with like fully pressed suits and button up shirts. It really puts a lot of thought into his ensemble for each episode. I try. Um, and I've just ruined that for him this season because I said <laughs> yes. every episode we're wearing something stupid that aligns with whatever the theme is. And you've really, I'm, I'm proud of you for leaning in. Thank you. I, I like this though. I think um, American flag sh- uh, tank tops are cool. I like this one. Okay. I feel like I'm going to keep this one. And maybe okay. I'm actually going to wear it on uh, patriotic holidays. Because you know what? I love America and I love our freedom. Okay. Wow. <laughs> a lot of love in that uh, sentiment. That said, I am going to take off these sunglasses because I do feel like a douchebag yeah. wearing sunglasses indoors. Oh, the, the sunglasses sent you over the douchebag edge. Got it. For me, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You look like Kid Rock's like try hard uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. But oh, man. You got to keep the Kid Rock. <laughs> Sanctity safe. Uh, are you a 4th of July person? Do you love 4th of July? I love 4th of July. What do you do? Do you have a thing that you do? Barbecue? Oh, party? Yeah, the traditional cookouts, barbecues, checking out the fireworks. As you know, my favorite food is popcorn. 
Oh, right. Yes, yes. So, uh, a nice little segue. And then Jack has the podcast with Mitchell Davis, a friend and foe of the podcast here <laughs> uh, called Popcorn, where you watch movies, you eat popcorn, you talk about like famous flicks. That's correct. And I uh, love to watch the fireworks and eat popcorn. It's uh, wow. very America. Wow. That's very, yes. Do you light off your own fireworks? Oh, that I don't do. Although that is something that's... <laughs> like, no, no, no. Well, I'm terrified of one of those just like... I've seen too many of those fail videos right. of them just shooting into people's faces yeah. and stuff like that. They're very scary to me. Yeah. Mamrie and I bought them in Alaska where it's legal to buy fireworks when we did Hey USA. And even just lighting off sparklers um, threw us for a loop. So yeah. we knew where, you know, our boundaries were and, and what we were capable of. In this city, people set off fireworks everywhere. Everywhere. So there's not, we talked to David about this because yeah. um, he tweeted about 4th of July in that episode. And uh, it's, there's not one central th- firework display to look at here in Los Angeles. Right. Instead, you just kind of do a 360 constantly looking at all, all the fireworks you. all around you. And they, they set off, and these are not the kind of fireworks you and I knew from our New Jersey days. No. These are fireworks. Yes. Yeah. Is it? I guess They're so, not bottle rockets. They are fireworks. So it's fireworks, illegal people. to buy fireworks in California? To be honest, I don't even know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I remember driving cross country from New York to California and seeing in southern states just big fireworks factories where it became, and there'd be like billboards saying like, it's legal to buy fireworks in 50 miles, like yes. leading you to this just firework factory in the middle of nowhere that was the size of like an Ikea. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's a big deal where you can buy when, them. When, uh, you know, you and I grew up in New Jersey, very yep. near Philadelphia. Yeah. When you cross over the border into Pennsylvania, there on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, mm-hmm. there is this giant warehouse. And in order to buy fireworks there, you need to have an out-of-state ID. They, An out-of-state ID? Yes. They will not sell you fireworks if you have a Pennsylvania state ID. Why? Because they're illegal in the state to buy them. But if you have an out-of-state ID— Assuming that you're going back to your state to yes. light them off. Wait, so how are they allowed to have a factory that sells them there? I don't know. It's one of those weird gray areas that they've exploited. And, of course, people buy, they bring their friends sure, who's from New Jersey sure, or sure. whatever to buy, you know— Hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. And then, of course, they still set them off in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's how they get around What that, a reason though. to get a fake ID just to buy fireworks. To buy fireworks is absurd. That's hilarious. Uh, what are you doing for Fourth of July this year? Oh, it's actually because I'm shooting uh, Mr. Student Body President Season 2. On Go90. On Go90. It's my, like, like one little break. We get July oh. 3rd and 4th off. Oh, so nice. I'm going to be relaxing. Sleeping. Go for a swim in the ocean, maybe. There you go. Yeah, maybe eat some barbecue and uh, watch the fireworks because I live right on the beach and Marina Del Rey does have like a really awesome beautiful fireworks display. Oh that's fun. Yeah. That sounds like a fun time. Check out Jack's Instagram to see (laughs) what sort of time he's having on his 4th of July. How about you? What are you doing? I don't know yet. Um, I might go down to Palm Springs. Awesome. But you guys follow me on social media to find out if that actually (laughs) happens. We'll see. I want to go swimming. I think that for whatever reason uh Fourth of July and swimming are synonymous in my brain. And so I want to find a hole of water to put my body into. Okay, a hole of water. <laughs> yeah, on the Fourth of July. I feel like that's my only goal. And if that happens, it's going to be a great day. Sounds awesome. Um, speaking of catching up with each other, we should catch up. Oh, good. My favorite segment where we make fun of Jack's social media no, posts. No, it's called, what were you thinking in this post? <laughs> where Jack and I have chosen a social media post that the other has posted. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a place where we discover what was the backstory in posting this social media post. 
Yep, this is my favorite segment because every time we do it, I'm always embarrassed by something that I've. I don't think in you should past. be. You're very <laughs> on brand. We're just getting, we're diving deep into your brand and All really, right. really sifting out what it is. So let's see. This is a tweet from Jack Ferry on mm. May 22nd. Hey, science! Exclamation point. Why not study something meaningful for a change? Like, why can I always lift more weight when listening to 80s hair metal? Wow. I mean. <laughs> You didn't at science. You just said, hey, science. So yeah. I wish that you had atted science. They could have used mm-hmm. this kind of deep, empowering question. I think a lot of people are wondering this as well. What was happening here? Um, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, obviously, it's a joke tweet. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> don't know about that. Well, okay. Uh I do think it's interesting that when I'm at the gym yep. and I'm listening to like a Spotify playlist, uh-huh. when, you know, Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar On Me comes uh, on. My karaoke <laughs> yeah, jam. I suddenly have the ability to lift like 25% more weight. I, I'm with you. Trust me. If I'm running and then all of a sudden Jock Jam spins into my cycle of tunes, yeah. I could run a marathon. And there's just something for me about 80s hair metal, uh, be it... Um, John Bon Jovi or Van Halen mm-hmm. it, that just pumps me up, man. What's your go-to? I mean, pour some sugar on me is definitely like if I really need to like go for it. <laughs> uh, that's the, that's the song I, I put on, and it's definitely that's like great. I get fired up. But also, you know, um, I like Panama. Gun- Oh, that's a great one. Panama is my alarm on my phone. Oh, really? It wakes me up in the morning. Yeah, so now I've started to like that's create— That's a crazy song to wake up to. It wakes you up, but I've also started to create this like negative association with it, and I have yeah. to change the song because now I'm starting to dislike it because it, I have the immediacy of like, oh, God, I have to get up now. I used to listen to uh, Stand by R.E.M. Okay. When uh, it was my— I thought you were saying Stan, like the Eminem song about the overly <laughs> obsessed fan. And I was like, that's a curious dark, song to lift dark. weights to. <laughs> Oh, no, I was saying for my wake-up song. Oh, okay. But lifting, like, when I lift weights, it's something about 80s hair metal. I don't know what it is. Especially, yeah. like, Guns N' Roses. Oh, Welcome yeah. Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, that's a good, Boy, good yeah. tune. Good mm-hmm. tune. Back yes. in Black, all of it. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Right, it's well, a curious thing. It's mind over matter, I guess. If anyone out there knows um, the scientific reason why Jack can lift more weight listening to Pour Some Sugar on Me, um, tweet at us. Let us know. At JackFerry99, at Grace Helbig. Um, hashtag not too deep so we can find it. Yes. I would love to know the answer to this. Yep. Uh, And here's a tweet that I would like to uh, ask you about. Speaking of alarms, here is a tweet uh, from you, which Mm -hmm. is a screen cap of your iPhone alarms. Yeah. And what's cool about iPhone alarms is you can actually title them. Yes. And we've got four alarms here. Three. Sorry, three alarms here and three different titles for each. And Mm. we've got one at 4.20 a.m. called You can do it, all caps. Mm -hmm. And then another five minutes later at 425, all caps. You can probably do this. Mm -hmm. And then at 430 a.m., five minutes later, hell big, get up, you bag of dicks. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I had to wake up at 430 a.m. the other day. Uh, You can see I set this alarm at 1230 a.m. So I was getting... At max, four hours of sleep that night. Mm. Um, But I only recently learned that you can change the title of your alarms Mm -hmm. via Hannah Hart. And so I started to put motivational messages on my alarms. Um, Because they pop up when the alarm goes off? Yeah, it says alarm. It usually says says alarm. 
Well, it usually says alarm because that's the title of all the preset alarms in your phone. Sure. But when you change it, it says the title. That's of, so funny. Yeah. So I highly recommend for those of you out there to customize your alarms to motivational messages and songs that really kind of get you started with your day. That said, I woke up at 445 this day. I <laughs> completely missed all of my alarms. Wow. I just kept hitting snooze over and over and over. So it doesn't necessarily work, but it, the intention was there. And I'm assuming you were in Canada because of the top left. It yeah. says Rogers LTE. I was in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Um, and thankfully, they're very polite. So none of them were upset that I woke up slightly later than I was supposed to. Got it. Um, yeah. So uh, quick tip. Set your alarms. Customize them. It makes your day better? Question mark? <laughs> Who knows? Speaking of 4th of July, yes. one of the things that is a part of uh, this celebratory thing are parades. Uh-huh, Parades absolutely. happen like crazy. They really do. And we have researched some uh, hilarious parades that I have never heard of before. And we're just going to talk through them because parades to me are so silly. Have you ever been in a parade? Oh, yeah. How? What was like the context? When I was in the, um, when I was younger and we, the, sort of the YMCA analog of Boy Scouts was uh-huh. uh, Indian Guides. Oh. Which I think now is called like Adventure Guides or something. Sure. So less appropriation. Yeah. 80s. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there, the Indian guides had a float in the, uh, downtown Woodbury parade. Oh, heard of it. Yeah. And, um, I was on the parade float. Nice. And it was fun. I don't think I've ever been in a parade that I can remember. No. No. I've walked in crowd settings, but I don't <laughs> know what determines a parade versus. Yeah. I went to the <laughs> women's March. That was like a parade. Sure. Um, my brothers have been in parades though, because they were both in marching band. And ah. my older brother played sousaphone, which if you don't know, is this massive like anaconda type tuba that I wraps around. I used to around. play the sousaphone. Really? Yeah, when I was in middle school. Yeah, he yeah. played it all through high school and it wrapped around his body. And so he would have to walk in the parade with this massive like horn on his shoulder. Yeah. And then my younger brother, Tim, played the marimba. So he'd have to walk with this marimba. Like, what is a marimba? It's basically a xylophone. Oh, okay, It's cool. like a, a, a more tolerable xylophone. Okay. It's less like pingy uh, is the best I can describe it. So he'd have to walk with it like strapped on his body. So both of them picked the least mobile instruments and had to do the most amount of parading of our family. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, God bless. I always love the girls that can baton. I wish I could baton. Yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah. They can like bounce it off the ground and it spins up in the air and they catch it. Crazy. But parades on parade here, let's talk about some of these crazy-ass parades that we've looked up. Well, this is one of my favorites. I've heard of this first one, the Mermaid Parade. Yeah, that's the one that happens in Coney Island. Yeah, and Mamrie's done it. I've never done it. I was supposed to go to the Mermaid Parade one year, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, it's, I mean, getting to Coney Island is not the easiest in the world on July 4th. Right. Because everyone wants to be in Coney Island. So not only do you have the hot dog eating competition, but you have the Mermaid Parade. So Coney Island is a feast for the senses that day. It really is. And it just seems like a fun sort of like alternative, like just like, punk rock, rad little parade festival. So basically, festival. people show up in Coney Island dressed in variations of mermaid costumes. Mm-hmm. And the interpretation of mermaid is obviously extraordinarily loose. And people just parade in these like crazy over-the-top costumes. Um, and there's a crowning of a mermaid, merman and mermaid king and queen. Mm-hmm. And past kings and queens have included David Byrne, Queen Latifah, Moby, and Carol Rads, Rads, Radswill from Real Housewives of New York. Because I watched on an episode of Real Housewives of New York, she went to the Coney Island Mermaid Day Parade and she was crowned the queen. So, I mean, maybe I should put that on my vision board because that would be 
I mean, should we put this on our vision board, Jack, or collective not too deep vision board that yes. we become merman <laughs> and mermaid king and queen oh, of the Mermaid yeah, Day that Parade? That would be so fun. That would be amazing. Okay, here's a parade that I am fascinated by. Yep. It's called the Go Blonde Parade. And it's organized each May by the Latvian Association of Blondes in Riga, Latvia. Yes. So uh, blonde women dress in pink and white to, quote, raise morale and lift Latvian spirits. The organizers want to make May 31st National Blonde Day in Latvia. I don't understand. I don't really understand it either. But I don't hate it. Well, I think, um, you know, you go blonde uh, to, you know, raise uh, morale and spirits. Yeah. Blondes have fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have more fun. In this photo of these (laughs) Latvian women that have gone blonde, they're having... They look like they're having a great time. A great time. And everyone looks like their spirits are lifted. Yeah. And, you know, that is the purpose of a parade, to lift one's spirits. Is that the purpose? I think so. I always thought it was, like, free stuff that you throw into the crowds. (laughs) Well, there's that's the Mardi Gras parade. Swag, right? (laughs) Sure. Okay, the next... (laughs) Yeah, you're going to love this one. This is the Lobster Dog Parade. What? Oh, yeah. What is that? All right, we are looking at um, an adorable dog. It's like a chihuahua (laughs) that's dressed as a lobster in a pot that's cooking. Yes. Oh, my God. And the pot is on wheels, and, and and it's being the leash is dragging the pot along, and this dog looks very happy. Oh my god! Okay, this is in San Pedro, California. Each September, September's my birthday month. I know what I'm doing for my birthday this year. Okay. Lobster dogs. Here's the background. The parade is only for pets who have been dressed up as sea creatures or seafood. There's a grand prize of $500 and the proceeds benefit local dog parks. Nothing about this is bad. (laughs) Everything about this parade is great. How am I just learning about this now? Oh my God. See, it turns out you love parades. I love parades. This is the best. Okay, in San Pedro, California, if you guys want to come hang out, I'll be there at the Lobster Dog Parade. I can't wait. Lobster, I mean, I like that they didn't even try and create a clever name. They're just like Lobster Dog. Great. Yeah, speaking of not clever names, this one's very descriptive. It's called Boobs on Bikes. Oh, yeah. There she is. We got a girl with various lower back tattoos (laughs) on the back of a motorcycle. Yeah, so um, it's pretty much what it sounds like. It was started in Auckland in 2003. Okay. This annual rite of passage. So this is in Australia or New Zealand. Yes, that's that's New Zealand. Okay. This annual rite of passage in which men and women ride around topless on motorcycles. Only the women are topless, it seems. Well, I think men are encouraged to also, should they? Yes. Okay. Um, It was originally started by pornographer Steve Crow to protest the arrests of two women for being topless in public, arguing that it was gender discrimination. Okay. And traditionally, the event now ends in a porn convention. (laughs) Whoa. I mean, yeah, if you're going to end in some sort of finale, that makes sense. Well, you know, it is called boobs on bikes, so it makes sense, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you guys also found, like, the one safe-for-work photo from this event. Yeah, we got a photo of a girl from the back. (laughs) From the back, yes. Yeah, there's no boobs uh, in this photo, but I can imagine that there's a lot of people that attend this parade. Yes, I'm sure there are. But this is like, um, there's that naked bike ride that happens up in Portland every year. Yeah. And is that a parade? I think that's considered a bike ride. When does a parade become a parade? Boy, this is feeling like hot dogs and sandwiches all I over know. again. I <laughs> know. This is uh, the hot dogs of parades. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, how many people have to gather to watch the spectacle? Is a marathon a parade? Mm, that is a great question. And I'm going to say no because a parade, uh, there, it's not a race. But it's you also have a winner and a loser. Not every parade has floats. Have you ever been to Mardi Gras? 
I have not. I, and I would love to go. Really? Yeah, because I, I love New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I would not like to go to Mardi Gras. It no? seems like a complete shit show that I think would be really sure. fun for like five minutes right. and then total anxiety fever dream yeah. for the rest of time. Well, my one concern about going to Mardi Gras is if I'm going to go, I'm going to get in the spirit and I'm going to get super drunk. Well, I feel like I'd have to be really drunk to be okay with everything that's happening around me. Yeah, but then when when you realize you are surrounded by a mass of drunk people yep. and then you have to go to the bathroom. Ooh, bad that's, news. That's, that's, that's my like, nightmare. Have you ever done a New Year's <laughs> Eve in Times Square? No, for that very reason. Yeah, because apparently people like have to shit in buckets because you can't get out of the middle of Times Square to go to a bathroom and get back in your spot. Yeah, I've heard that, that people wear uh, like adult diapers because they have to be there all day and they Yikes. can't leave. No thanks. No thanks. That's okay. I can watch it on TV. Great view there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, this has been Parades on Parade. Yeah. I think we've all learned a lot. What would be your ideal parade? My ideal parade? Um, I, th- I would love to watch a parade from a balcony. Yeah. That was a relatively short parade uh-huh. with lots of, I think I'm just talking about like a concert. I just want to go to a <laughs> concert where it's just like, I'm entertained for a very brief period of time. I don't have to move. Other people move around me. Well, for where we grew up, a big parade every New Year's is the Mummer's Day the Mummer's Parade. Day, my stepfather was a mummer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. For those a, who don't know, what is it? Explain what so a mummer is. So the mummers, um, it's a string band. So it's basically this yeah. group of people that get together and they play stringed instruments for the most part. And they dress up in these very fancy over-the-top frocks that usually have lots of feathers and glitter. It's very much like they dress like drag queens. Oh, yeah. But they're very, very like heterosexual men. My stepdad was part of the Polish-American string band. Oh, that's cool. They actually went and played for the Pope one year. Like Whoa. in Europe. Yeah, it was really like they've done a For ton. Pope John Paul, I'm assuming. Yeah, Polish years and years Pope. and years ago. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they, it's just a group of people that like to play instruments. And this is like their kind of like quote band. And uh-huh. then on New Year's Day, they have the Mummer's Day Parade and there's different categories. So it's basically a big competition and different bands or string bands compete where they put on this show for like three to five minutes in total that has like choreography and it has a theme and it has music and sometimes there's dancers and props and all these things. And it's grown exponentially year after year after year in Philadelphia. Um, And it's fun and ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like they raise money for their props. They like sew them all themselves. Mm -hmm. They make them all internally. Um, They all own their own instruments. And so it's just for the fun of it. They don't, the grand prize I think is maybe a cash prize, but it's nothing compared to how much they spend to be part of this thing. But then there's categories. So there's like the string band category. Then there's the fancies category, which is like the elevated where they're like, they're in a stadium doing an actual like showpiece like theater piece thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, uh, what's the first one with the umbrellas? Oh, I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about because that little dance is so... Yeah, there's a category. <laughs> so basically they get, they start really amateur and then it gets more professional throughout the day. And the first one, oh my God, my stepdad's going to kill me for not knowing this. Uh, it's basically just groups of people that have tiny umbrellas. They're I don't like know parasols. Wh- yeah, I yeah. don't know where that tradition started. Mm-hmm. And they just come around and they do this very specific dance with the umbrella. And it's like children and parents and like all different types of people in groups and for like a few seconds they're all dressed in whatever their theme is and they do this like little routine and then they get like graded on it Mm -hmm. it's really so dumb 
I've tried to explain. It's been something that I've grown up with and you have too. So it's yeah. totally normal to us. But no one knows it like outside of the Northeast. Yeah. Any like boyfriends I've had that have come home. It's like my stepdad's like claim to fame. Like he has VHS like tapes of his old like performances. Oh, like, cool. a, like a retired football player like watching these <laughs> tapes. Of old Mummers Day parades. Yeah. And awesome. he's shown them to like significant others and they just like do not understand. And it's he sits there with a scorecard the same way that you have like a March Madness bracket Whoa. on New Year's Day. And like we all score who we think is going to get first, second, third, all of that. Amazing. It's really silly, really fun. It's a great, um, if you're in the Philadelphia area, it's a fun hangover thing to watch because it's so ridiculous that it makes you feel okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On New Year's Day. So if I had to answer your question, I would say the Mummer's Day Parade would be a really fun parade to be a part of. Yeah, but I hear it's like not so fun to be there because everyone's just like hungover and it's in Philadelphia <laughs> on New Year's Day. So sure. everyone's like a little and the weather's <clears throat> always kind of shitty. Yeah, well, it is, you know, Philadelphia on January 1st. Which so. <laughs> <laughs> is like the last place I want to be on January 1st. But really fun. Um, now it's time for a game. Yeah, let's, let's play do a game. It. This game's called Can You Barbecue It? So there is a website called SeriousEats.com. And this website recommends that you can barbecue some very offbeat items. And we're going to play a game in which Jack and I will go back and forth suggesting a food item. Yes. And we are going to guess if there is a real recipe on SeriousEats.com for the barbecuing of said item. Okay, I feel like I'm going to do really terribly on this. but I mean, that's my <laughs> expectation for every game we play ever. Um, okay, so here is the first question right, for you, Jack. Is there a real recipe on SeriousEats.com for spicy grilled watermelon? Grilled watermelon. Yes. Spicy watermelon. All right. I guess if you put spice on a watermelon and threw it on a grill, yeah, what the heck? I'm going to say yes, that's a real recipe. You're correct. It is a real recipe. I feel like people grill watermelon more and more these days. Jada De Laurentiis, I feel like she's grilling up watermelon, adding mint to it all damn day. Really? Yeah. What does that taste like, I wonder? I love watermelon. It's maybe my favorite fruit. Put it on a grill. I'm going to try it. All right. This one's for you, Grace. Yes. Grilled bacon. Grilled bacon? Mm-hmm. Just it, bacon. Grilled bacon. That, I mean, well, yeah. Yes. There's, Yes. On, yes, grilled bacon, yes. And that is incorrect. It is made up. Wait, what? Yeah, there is no recipe for grilled bacon. I mean, I guess you could throw bacon on a grill, but there is How no recipe for How else do you make bacon? You, you in fry it in a pan. Yeah, so I think no- if you put it on a grill, it would slide through the little slats and land in the— I, I highly, I feel like Bobby Flay has figured that one out for us. Uh, but there's no recipe on SeriousEats.com for grilled bacon? Apparently not. All right, guys, get to work. Get that recipe up there, SeriousEats.com. Okay, here's yours, Jack. All grilled right. banana with peanut butter, chocolate, and marshmallow. Oh, damn. Ugh. Grilled, uh That sounds gross. That sounds like a something that uh, Elvis Presley would eat. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say that that's real. It is real. Whoa, ugh. Why did you, ugh? It sounds grilled, gross. It's like plantains. Grilled chocolate, peanut butter. Banana. And banana. With marshmallow. Uh, that sounds absolutely the, delicious. You know, I think it's the marshmallow that, I'm not a oh, big fan, mar- I'm not a big fan of marshmallow. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're an alien. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Okay. <clears throat> Is there an, a recipe for grilled ostrich? Ooh, have you ever eaten ostrich? No, have you? No, and I don't think I ever will. I don't think unless so someone like pranks me. <laughs> yeah. Um, grilled. I'm gonna say there is a recipe for that, even though I will never make it. In fact, there is not. There's not? No, it is oh, made up. Oh, okay. A few, I mean, I feel yeah. let down that I got that answer wrong, but also like relieved that there actually isn't a recipe for that. 
<laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine what that would. Yeah, it sounds like. awful. It sounds stringy and gross. Um, here's one for you, Jack. This is mm-hmm. up your alley. Grilled okay, popcorn. Ooh, my favorite food, popcorn. Yeah, grilled popcorn. That would fall through the slats. That, that's got to be made up. It is made up. Okay, but I feel like you would grill. You could put uh, popcorn in a George Foreman. Grill it up. That sounds delicious, actually. What? It would. That's. Crazy. You don't close the lid. <laughs> you don't panini it. You just put it on the George Foreman, let it sizzle up a little bit. Put some like um, Old Bay seasoning on it. Oh, damn. I just made a recipe. <laughs> Look out, Serious Eats. Okay. Actually, now that you mention it, you could probably put bacon on a George Foreman grill. That's how, that's how you make bacon. I'm going to give you that point. Thank you. All right. Here's one for you, Grace. Mm-hmm. Grilled cabbage. Grilled cabbage. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Every uh, When I was growing up, every um, St. Patrick's Day, we had corned beef and cabbage. Oh, I love corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, I never understood why. Like, my mom's side of the family isn't Irish. We're British. But my mom would make corned beef and cabbage, and it was like a thing that we had to do every year. Really? Um, so I'm going to say, yes, there is a recipe for grilled cabbage. And that is correct. Woohoo! I mean, that does— I mean, this is how you know I'm old, that I'm like, grilled cabbage sounds delicious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. When we were children, we would be forced to eat it. I was like, oh, to do. <laughs> okay, uh, here's yours, Jack. Grilled ratatouille. Which I don't know that I've ever had ratatouille. I don't think I've ever had ratatouille either. I have seen the movie. Have you? I haven't even seen the movie. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Great. I'm going to say that that is made up. It is real. What? Grilled ratatouille is real. How do you grill ratatouille? It's, a, it's like a soup, right? Yeah, but how do you grill a Just soup? Just put it on the George Foreman. You can put anything on the George <laughs> Foreman. This is a new segment of my YouTube uh, channel. It's going to be like, can, can George, George Foreman? Foreman? That's so funny. All right. Here's one. Uh-huh. Grilled chocolate cake. Ooh, I'm saying yes. I Sweet Jesus, I hope there is a recipe for that because that sounds fascinating. Well, then you are in luck because it is real. <laughs> Actually, that sounds delicious. Yeah, that does sound good. Grilled chocolate cake? Yeah, because it'll be really warm and awesome. And like kind of crispy? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm into that. Let's okay. have that later. Grilled armad- armadillo eggs. Grilled armadillo eggs. Uh, I mean, let me think about that. So. Armadillo eggs? Armadillo. First of all, gross. Armadillos have eggs. Didn't know that. Right. They're just basically... Um, like oh, armadillo eggs. I'm going to say not real. Real. Oh, what? Real. On SeriousEats.com, guys, you can make your own grilled wow. armadillo eggs. Wow. Get to it. Happy 4th of July. All right. Might pass on that one. Yeah. All right. Here's the last one. <clears throat> grilled salmon sushi rolls. Is that real or fake, Grace? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Now I just want to put everything in a George Foreman. Because <laughs> now I just want to put sushi in a George Foreman and see if it grills. <gasps> oh, I'm going to say that's real. And that is real. Woo! I actually want to try and do that. I don't know. I feel like a salmon sushi roll is great because it's not warm. It's cold. Sure. Or like room temperature. And it, But you can also take any warm, already warmed sushi roll and put it in a grill and it'd be delicious. That's probably true. And actually cooked salmon is delicious. Doi. <laughs> so, doi. <laughs> sorry. But doi. Yeah, okay. Um, I think I won. Yeah. So I win. I win our prize. I get a spatula. Oh, look yeah. at you, Grillmeister. I, I always cannot. lose these games. Yeah, but I mean, there are no real winners. Ooh, this has got a prickly side. This spatula. What is that for? I don't know. Just like touching stuff. Oh, okay. Like chopping the stuff. meat. Yeah. Oh, okay. And if like someone attacks you while you're grilling, you can be like, "Cha cha!" <laughs> you could flick popcorn at them. Yeah, I have a <laughs> tiny katana blade right here with my spatula. Thank well, congratulations, Grace. Thank you. I'm glad that I won the game. That's part of our show. Yes, it's I am too. Perfect. 
Um, we're going to take a break in a second because yes. we have an absolutely lovely guest with us today that I'm so excited. He's one of the funniest people that I've met in a long time. Yeah. We got Matt King coming up mm-hmm. um, and he is truly royalty. I cannot wait. But before we do that, we're moving on to our segment way too deep. Uh, everything's very silly on Not Too Deep. So yes. this is our opportunity to talk seriously and balance out the silly with um, some serious. Jack and I will each have one minute to talk on a very serious level about something that has been in our brains. Um, when the one minute is up, we are done. So, Jack, do you have something that you would like to talk about? I do. Okay. Let's put one minute on the clock. I usually tell me when to start and I'll get going. On your set, uh, on your mark, get set, too deep. So, every 4th of July, I am always reminded to celebrate not just America, this fabulous country that we live in, but also specifically our freedom. Because freedom is one of the things that's most important to me. As somebody who lives in the 21st century, I feel very privileged to live in the land of the free and have the freedom that I I have, that we can enjoy this life that we live and do the kind of work that I like to do. But oftentimes I wonder, are we ever truly really free? Sometimes I wonder, because I feel trapped inside this corporal body of mine and I can only express myself via my physical being. And I wonder one day when I've shuffled this mortal coil, will I be able to astral project into a new kind of plane? Because only then, I think, will we be able to experience true freedom. Because no matter what, we will always feel like we are imprisoned in our time. body. Okay, cool. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, that sure. was very interesting. Okay, my turn. Okay, great. Whenever you're ready and go. This is our 4th of July episode in which we're celebrating independence. We're celebrating national pride. And when I think about national pride, I feel a sense of guilt because I'm celebrating the freedom of a country that I did not choose to be born into. A lot of the freedoms that I have are by coincidence or by some universal design that was not part of my um, independent cognitive choices. And so it feels a little um, superficial to be celebrating something that I did not fight for, that I did not choose to be part of when so many other people around the world are suffering in such a way that they didn't choose to be part of. So it feels a little bit like dancing on graves in a way. Though we have these fireworks that go off and though we have these boisterous celebrations of our past, I didn't choose this presence. And so is it even worth— time. Thank you. Okay, wow. This has been a really great first half of Not Too Deep. Yeah. We're really excited. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we have the one, the only, the overall king of the internet. (laughs) And Matt. It's Matt King. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep and Matt King. Stick around. Who's our sponsor today, Jack Ferry? Guess who? It's our good buddies at Squarespace. This is not surprising. Yeah. But also, I worry that they're becoming too obsessed with us. Yeah, they have been sponsoring us since basically the very beginning. Yeah, which is great because they're a great company. But now it's getting a little creepy, you guys. But please don't ever stop sponsoring us. Yeah, please don't ever stop sponsoring us. But um, just know that our love for you is platonic. Yes, thank you. (laughs) But for those of you that don't know about this company that's seemingly obsessed with 
with us. Jack, what, how would you describe this? Uh, let me tell you something, guys. It is the most easy-to-use website creation tool that I've ever used. And yes, I have used it. Yeah, and Jack actually just um, confided in me that he used our Not Too Deep's promo code for a website that he has built for his other podcast, Popcorn. That is true. <laughs> that is very, very true. So yeah, we needed to create a website. Uh, for the the popcorn podcast with with me and Mitchell, and um, we decided, hey, what better way than to use Squarespace? They've been our buddies for a long time. We've been talking about them for two years. We have been, um, and for you guys, you know, whatever your next big idea might be, be it a podcast or whatever, you too can count on Squarespace to help you create an eye catching online platform that brings it to life. Yeah. Now it, I have to admit, my website's much simpler than uh, a lot of the. But the thing is, it's like it's so easy to use. Like yeah. We just we just kicked it out in a couple of minutes. Yeah. It's a lot of like very customizable, like drag and drop tools and things that you don't have to be a coder or know anything about coding to be able to use this like platform. Yeah. You don't you don't have to worry about like installing patches or software or anything. Like it's um, all the only patches I want are on my jean jacket. <laughs> That's right. You could just basically just add and arrange content with just your mouse. It's like super easy to use. Mm-hmm. I mean then they do much more sophisticated stuff than I'm doing on my website. Like if you need to build a portfolio to showcase like your artwork or any kind of work, if you need a store to sell your products and services, like they have tools for that as well. Um, obviously if you've got a blog, yep. they just give you everything you need to make it look like you're an expert and you can even get a unique domain, which strengthens your brand yes, and makes it, it easier for visitors to find you. Yes, it does. And our, my unique, uh, URL is a popcorn.show, which Ooh, I thought was a pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah, I thought so. And this is a super intuitive tool, but then they also have an offer code for you guys. Yes, they do. That Jack can testify. It works. It definitely works. And and if you have any trouble too, just so you guys know, they have award-winning 24-7 customer support to help you with any problem. Like no matter how trivial or technical it might seem to you, like they're basically like your own IT department. And I thankfully have never needed to use it, but it's nice to know that it's there. Right. Um, but anyway, if you guys want to try it out, if you're thinking about doing anything, building a uh, internet platform, website, whatever, definitely give Squarespace a try. So start your free trial at squarespace.com today and use the offer code that I used <laughs> What's that? to get your 10% off your first purchase. Enter offer code Grace. That's my name. That's right. How easy. So uh, make your next move and start your free trial at squarespace.com today. Enter offer code GRACE and get 10% off your first purchase. Again, that's G-R-A-C-E, GRACE. Go do it because they're obsessed with us. I know. I want them to think our audience is also obsessed with them. Please do. Yeah, we're here. Welcome to this half of Not Too Deep with Matt King is hey! here. And I'm so happy you said you put on overalls right before this. I'm so stoked. I did. I did. I was like questionable if I was going to do it or not, but <laughs> how I had many, to. like the percentage of your life currently, how much of it is spent in overalls? <sighs> Lately, I like stopped wearing them, but like um, a few weeks ago, it was like all like, day. All day. Yeah. I love them. Like They're this great. pocket like, right here. <laughs> It's the most convenient <laughs> pocket. You basically have a fanny pack on your chest. Yes. Because, yeah. I mean, like, guys, we, we, don't, we can't have, like, purses or, like, you know, right. it's just not like that. What's normal. the bathroom situation like? Uh, you do kind of have to get like that. <laughs> but actually, no, these come have with a zipper. zippers. All of my um, overalls have zippers. But that's important. If you're, 
doing more serious work, it's a bit of a challenge. Hot tip for the males out there that are avid, not too deep listeners and watchers: uh, look for overalls with the zipper. Yes, look, make sure it has a zipper. Uh-huh. I got these from China on eBay. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, I, I did because well, like it, the only place that sells like good, nice, slim fitted overalls right, is Urban they, Outfitters. Right, and they're like, very expensive. Yeah, they're like eighty bucks. Yeah, and like and then everybody like shops at Urban Outfitters, so they so all they, have them. So I wanted something with like a little bit of flair, and I didn't want to pay too much. And you got them on eBay. You outbid. Yeah. No, well, I, I just did the buy it now, but oh. I did like the cheapest one, and like. So how much are these? Wait, let me guess. Let's guess how much these are, Jack. What do you think? Mm, in, in American currency. <laughs> yes, American currency. Um, okay. Well, they're obviously less than eighty bucks. So I'm going to guess forty five dollars. I'm going to guess nineteen ninety five. Right in between thirty dollars. Oh, oh, still yeah. steal. Well, price of right price price is right rules. You win. I win. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I go to the showcase showdown. You do. Hooray! <laughs> um, major steal though. I'm so happy you're here. We've had so many of your friends on this podcast, and finally you're here. You and I met at South by. And we were watching Afrojack. Yeah, at like Afrojack a mashable, was performing. I didn't remember who was performing until I heard on the radio Afrojack's name. And I was like, that was the guy, this DJ that was performing at this mashable party. And no one knew what to do with their bodies. It was like way too hardcore EDM. <laughs> like nobody, like it, these are just a bunch of like 30 year olds who work in PR. Like exactly. we're not, nobody's doing Molly at South by Southwest. <laughs> Like it was so just, aggressive. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, and no, everyone was standing there because they ushered everyone to Afrojack to be like, here is our, we hired someone to entertain you guys tonight. So move from the bar to this area. And then everyone's just standing there, like not knowing what to do with themselves. And they're giving us like glow lights. Just like, this is fun. Crazy, right? We're just like, just let's, let's play some like throwback tunes here and like actually dance and have a good time. Just the music is a little off at those things. It was hilarious, but I was so happy to meet you because I had seen you. The first video I saw, and I think I told Heath this, was when you guys went skiing. Yes. And you went skiing at some place that was like just outside of Los Angeles, I oh, guess. Oh yeah, it's like an hour away. I've never heard of it, but you guys went skiing. And I la- I watched that montage of you guys skiing over and over and over because I was crying. I showed Mamrie it. I was like, look, these kids are funny. Look, watch this. And you ate shit. <laughs> oh, I saw my life flash before my eyes that day. We went up like a blue square, not a black diamond, yeah. but like I had- But like you like, should have been on that bunny slope. I should have, but I got Hockey and like, because I went on a ski trip like three, four, five years ago with my family. And by the end of the trip, I was doing blue squares. So this time I was like, Immediate. I'm going to do it. And Zane was like, no way. I'm going back down the slope. And I said, all right. And I was just falling with style. Oh, yeah. man. It just cuts to a clip of you just covered in actual mud, like all over your face. And I was like, you're on a snow Whoa. mountain but you've covered yourself in mud somehow oh yeah because i hit i hit the dirt because i was like trying to find somewhere <laughs> to like stop maybe find the grass and slow off and i just ate it oh. and it was like right before like christmas vacation and like i thought it I was, was like gonna so my collarbone my arm i loved it <sighs> i was obsessed it's so funny <laughs> well at least it's content yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least it's content you got that you got that thumbnail though um okay you have to speaking of something that you're obsessed with Talk us through this truck scenario. What is happening? So Heath had his truck stolen. Yes. Okay. From his own parking garage. Yes, the parking garage. That, and you that's and, nuts. That's crazy. And then you and Zane have taken it upon yourselves to become like CSI agents. Oh, yeah. We go into full detective mode. <laughs> we don't joke around. Like, I know. I've been watching all the tweets. So talk us through what's happened so far. 
Well, Big Red <laughs> is her name. Mm-hmm. 2001 Ford Lightning um, is still missing. and Still? Still missing. How long has it been? It's been, I feel like, almost a month. Wow. That's I think because it was like the ninth when it happened wow. in May. And I, like, it, it was the perfect, like, I don't know, it's like the perfect storm how it, like, all unfolded because right. we had access to the security footage. And we were well, like... My first thought when this started, when I started looking at this was, oh, this is clickbait. Like, this didn't actually happen. Someone stole it from within the group. This is going to be a thing. Yeah, that would but be. But it seems like That's it's a reasonable real. hypothesis, yeah. I'd say. Oh, no, it was completely real. Okay. Like, that's why we all kept thinking, like, somebody's pranking us here. Yeah, what, when's David we going to show up with the truck? Exactly. But yeah. then when we saw the security footage, we oh, were so like. Oh, so you saw somebody drive off with it. Oh, yeah. <gasps> like, I hacked in to, like, the security footage. Like, we went to the property manager's, like, uh. Um, office uh-huh. and they were like trying to pull it up from us but it was like really like just like uh, I don't know just like, like not choppy like, yeah, yeah. And, but it was being streamed from somewhere else I'm like this isn't the hard file where's the hard file and they Whoa. go it's back at the apartment complex in like these uh, you know uh, security closet right and then I found this piece of paper that had like all like the IP addresses to like get into the uh, the app and the system wow. so what? I still have access on my phone to like the whole apartment's like security wait so you, can you tap in and watch live oh yeah what? I can see it, like wow. Zane's there he's really like <laughs> lying to me and stuff so I like I That's know amazing so people like always come over they're like alright I'm in the elevator I always like pull it up and just like <laughs> screenshot them and then like creep them what out and like send what it down oh, I know I love it that's great. So I you f- hacked in and you could find, you watched the footage of someone taking we the We watched car. the footage. We thought like it was like a fan or that like, right, they that had kind that- of familiar faces. Wasn't that because they went to every other car. So we weren't targeted. Oh, so they were trying to get a car. Yeah, basically. And they got lucky because they found Heath's key in Zane's Jeep. And <gasps> then. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. And so I, and so we live like near like all of these, like, you know, kind of like super sketchy, like sure. chop houses or just like mechanic yeah. shops. So I was like driving around that whole area, like for like three days Whoa. looking around. I was convinced s- s- the kids were in high school who stole it. So I yeah. went to the local high school. <laughs> we played like under- you, you showed it to like the, the principal. Oh, I looked up the bell schedule. Oh my God. Wow, man. And then, I, and then I was like, I need to find out where the bike rack is because they also stole Heath's bike. So I oh, wanted wow. to like, so I called and I go, hey, I'm like in a big hurry right now. And I'm like new to the school. Like, where do I like park my bike? Like, oh. where are the bike racks on campus? She goes, oh, it's like right like in the main courtyard if you just go through. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, and you wow. put on your youngest looking overalls. Oh, <laughs> I, I had to take off the overalls for that. And like, we made sure like we weren't wearing like any of the merch and stuff. And we oh, like put God. on our backpacks and just like went there and amazing. Did you ever find the bike? No, you uh, didn't. And so you haven't found the bike or the car? No, but I firmly think believe mm-hmm. that the truck, Big Red, is in a storage <laughs> container somewhere because what happens with stolen cars is they let them cool off somewhere for like four months. So and people then they stop ship looking them for them. to Africa. What? Why? Yeah, because uh, exotic, like rare cars, and he's a pretty like rare truck if okay. it's stolen, and especially if it's in California, most of the time are shipped overseas to Africa. That's where like majority of stolen cars end up. Whoa. Because people buy them over there? Yeah, if it's like rare, they like, it's like an exotic. And I think since his truck is so, um, 
I don't know. Specific. Specific. Yeah. That that's where it is. Whoa. I did some research. I am yeah, I was so like, impressed. you're deep dived into this world of stolen cars. I know. I've, because they like busted uh, a bunch of people in Long Beach, uh, I think like last year, and they were all like 23 year old like Still, guys for, behind it. Whoa, it, for that actual thing, for shipping them overseas? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I had no idea. I gotta say, um, if you decide at some point that you don't want to make internet content anymore, you could be a cop. I, you well, are a very yeah, good investigator. Or like a better property manager than the one that they <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or she like really did not like care. <laughs> she was, was like, not I don't amused know. by us. Like, uh, <laughs> but, but I know, like, I need to like when I do my YouTube channel, I'm going to like have like detective series. But I need yeah. the mysteries to like come to me. I need like good ones. You yeah. Know? Well, you have to. You should open it up to like like a serial type of podcast scenario yeah. where you open up to people saying. I lost this thing or this happened to me. Can you figure this out? And then you backtrack and try and figure it out for them. You could be a real Robin Hood to a I, lot of people. I can't. I like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like this new like side of me is coming out. You're like, out. I, I have I, to fight for good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I hope they find, I mean, because you guys have been promoting this on your social media. Like have people come forward and been like, Helping oh, I it? get like 30 emails like a day from people who are like, I think I know if this is Heath's truck. Is this Heath's truck? Like, oh blah, blah, blah. God. I found Big Red. But like they're sending like the same links that like right. I'm looking at. And I'm like, it's not like, a this match. is a waste of my time. It is. I'm six but, steps ahead of you. But I love them. They're like little detectives. It's That's really adorable. That's so fun. Yeah, I feel like you and Zane have really found a new calling for yourselves. Yeah, it's been really nice. Yeah. Um, I saw that you also ordered some, um, you know— uniforms for yourself. Oh yeah. No, I had a, we had like way too many drinks one night and I was like, dude, we need like to get like detective hats. <laughs> it looks so yeah, you guys got drunk and you went on Amazon and bought yourself Sherlock Holmes hats. And it came with like pipes and I didn't even know that was gonna be part of the package. I was like double prizes here, dude. Like this is great. Like this is our reward for doing this. I know we that's like, my favorite kind of shopping. It's I call them treasures. When they show up and you don't know you don't remember what you ordered and you're like, what's this I treasure gonna be? The best feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah, my friend Mamrie ordered herself a talking moose head that goes on the wall. On She outbid someone on eBay one night after having too many drinks, and you talk into a microphone, and the moose head talks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And she's like, I spent way too much on this. Um, okay, Matt, I'm going to ask you the questions that I ask every single podcast guest. Okay. Um, and the first question is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Ooh, cold spaghetti. I, I think when I was listening to Liza's, she like said Gandhi, which I thought was just like interesting. And I was like, I was like thinking like, who have I just been like really disappointed in lately? Sure. I mean, like all respect to like mental illness, but I'm like right. so disappointed in Amanda Bynes. Like I really thought oh. she was like going to come back. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to throw cold spaghetti. Is that bad? No, it's but not it's bad. Just, I think it's just like a wake up call. And I mean, it's not that you it's know, not a negative. It's, it's just a negative, like, but like I just because you I'm root for her. I know, you and I thought she was her. a joke for so long, and I just really wish like, it is a bummer. Yeah, I thought it was a weird publicity stunt for a while because I was like, this is just such bizarre behavior that no one is helping with. That what? And I remember watching all that and being like, yeah, she, this is kind of an annoying show, but she's good. Like she's very good. Yeah, yeah. she's so, so talented. It's so 
much going for her, but it sucks because mental illness. But it's I don't know. A, but I'm disappointed. So I like, I just. That's a fair answer. I want to totally. throw it at her brain and hopefully it will cure it with the, cold spaghetti. I mean, yeah, the science hasn't officially like figured out how to solve mental illness. So that might be something that's helpful. Yeah. You might be doing a real service for the rest Maybe of the world. Cold spaghetti. You're, <laughs> you can't <laughs> not help humanity, Matt. Jesus. <laughs> um, and the other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story, but you can only tell us in three words or three small phrases. Mine is college jogging front lawn well mine has college okay all right okay, college so that's one. not jogging college walking oh casual. and then like like 15 minutes more to like home <laughs> oh. <laughs> so close that's disappointing so so close that was oh Oof. the longest 15 no minutes public restroom nearby uh. and just having to like clinch uh, but you went to college. I did go to college. Yeah, you're of that. You're in the rare breed of YouTube social media person that it has gone is, to college. It is a rare breed. And definitely. you went in Austin, right? Yes, UT, Hook'em Horns, how, Texas Fight. Yeah, how was that? Uh, I loved it. Like it was an incredible. You university. went to like real college. Yeah, real state university. Yeah. I, mean, I grew up in Texas, and it was just like the ultimate dream to like go to that school because you're like raised to like yeah, you know, you're worship. bred for that school. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So yeah. Do you still follow like their sports teams and stuff like that? I don't. Not You're really. Like, I, have I just internet. Like, <laughs> I just like being proud that I have a college degree, but yeah. I don't keep up. But I, I mean, I recommend the university to everybody. Like, what did you major in? I majored in advertising, and I was oh. also on the speech and debate team as well. So I was like really into like <gasps> competitive, like oral interpretation and like uh, speech in high school. And then I got on the college team, and I did that like the whole time. Someone recently was on the podcast, and I'm forgetting now. Let us know, listeners. Um, <laughs> who was also on a speech and debate team and they were talking to us about how like competitive it is and that don't you get you you're like a you get the topic that you're supposed to like talk about or do you get it when you get to the event well that's like impromptu speaking or like extemporaneous okay. speaking which is like I didn't really do that. I did more like public address speeches, which is okay. like a speech that like I've written and prepared and researched. And uh, and then there's oral interpretation, which is like almost like competitive acting. Whoa. It's like you do like a cutting of like a, a dramatic uh, story or like of a, of a play or of a novel or uh -huh. of a short story. Or you, you can do a mashup of like poetry and like other stuff. And that's cool. All around a certain topic. And it was it's, it was a great activity to be a part of. Like when you're younger, you build so much confidence and like character. Sure. And I feel like that exercises so many muscles that you use later in life now. Oh, yeah, completely. I mean, every round you go into and you're like 15 years old, you're so insecure about the world. You're yeah. like getting criticized. You're getting told if you're going on to the next round. It's just like it's your it's American like, yeah, Idol. It's like audition. Like it's yeah. just yeah. like it was like the best skill to do. And That's I recommend it to every person join your high school speech and debate team. Get it going, guys. <laughs> do if it. you don't have one at your school, make it happen. Mm. Um, we reach out on Twitter for some fan questions, and we have some really great ones, and I'm excited. Um, this one is from Rebecca Meeker. Overalls or dad sweaters? Overalls, duh. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> duh, but I love me a good dad sweater. But okay. the overalls, Rebecca. I you think know. you're a real trendsetter and a real style icon. What do you project is the future fashion obsession? I heard baggy jeans are going to be. Yeah. Like sweatpant jeans? Yeah, like back. No, like, no, oh, like, like jinkos. Jinkos. <gasps> oh my God. Uh, Seth Green jeans yeah. from Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, but, but like short, hoping. but like short. They don't like go like all the cropped. way down. They uh, go like they like. So they're like uh, clam diggers, but they're really baggy. That's like the new thing. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Have you guys already purchased some? 
No, I feel like I'm like too skinny uh, where it's same. just gonna look like this awkward like <laughs> same. They look weird. It. They yeah, look weird on me. Gonna... They look weird. They look weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's cut to six months from now, and you guys, I have a feeling you're probably right. We'll give in. I'm probably. I'm gonna get like baggy jean overalls too. Please do. I think look we got hideous, flies in the studio. Also, pleats are back. Pleated, pleats, pleated pants. No. Yeah. Believe it. No. Believe it. What they only emphasize like upper thigh fat. Well, <laughs> I don't know why they exist. They are they are back in okay. a big big way in men's fashion. Oh, great. I don't really know what pleated pants look like. They're like um they got the pleats at the you top know like of dockers. The pants. Like oh those co- yeah, yeah, yeah 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 It's like what Best Buy employees wear. Okay yeah, yeah. that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, yeah. everything yeah. everything dorky is cool again. It's the, yeah. what's it called? Um, Normcore. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned about that a couple years ago. I learned that because of like making a murderer. Like their like, oh, yeah. outfits were like very Normcore and there yes. was like a Tumblr like dedicated to their like Normcore style. Yes. We had a PA on our Hey USA travel sh- series that went to NYU and she wore Normcore. She was wearing Birkenstocks with socks one day. And I was like, why are you doing that? She's like, it's Normcore. And I was like, <laughs> okay. It's not cool if you call it Normcore. Yeah, yeah it's definitely she not. she defined it. But she was great. Okay, well, we have another question via Twitter. What's more satisfying, a burp or a fart from PJ Cells? Mm. I've never been able to like burp, a f- like on command. In a or satisfying just, like, my, way. Even my burps are like not like. It's just like. Yeah. <sighs> it's just <laughs> like, like this, like an audible hey, sigh. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I hate like when like people have to like you know when they like ice you or you like have to chug yeah. something or like shotgunning a beer. I don't like it because I can't burp easy mm. easily. Ooh, yeah, that's so, so you can't relieve yourself of the pressure. Yeah, because I always think I'm about to like throw up, but I know it's a burp. <laughs> but like just by like making myself burp is like like oh, it just gives me too there much. There should anxiety. have been a trigger warning before this question. I'm so sorry. This has brought up a lot know, for you. I was worried. I was like I was like having a sprite back there. I'm like I need water because I'm gonna have this like awkward sensation in my chest. So I would uh, imagine that a fart is more satisfying. Yeah, than. fart really. Okay. I think we have one more question. What <laughs> makes uh, Matt, what makes you happy when you're feeling sad? From Laura. I think I know who Laura Pulse is. Five, seven. She's uh she's part of like my like, I don't know, my Matt's Mafia. It's Your like core. My, my like stand group of yeah. like these like really enthusiastic people who Her like Twitter like me. uh profile picture seems to be your face. That is my face. And I sent that to Matt's Mafia and they wanted me to shout them out. So shout out to Matt's Mafia. Sweet. You guys make me happy when I'm feeling sad. Oh, that's Aww. so sweet. Well, that's adorable. Now we're moving on to a segment called This is Curious where I find a social media post. This is a Twitter that you have posted. <laughs> and I'm just curious about it. Maybe you can give us the backstory behind this. It's at home, poops once a day, on vacation, has zero urge to poop whatsoever and worries somebody is secretly <laughs> removing it in my sleep. Does that not happen to you when you're on vacation? You poop yep. less? Yeah, absolutely. So I was on vacation. <laughs> where, <laughs> where were I you? was uh, in Big Bear. I was, oh, I was out there for a wedding okay. and it was beautiful. All this nature. Oh, and at a wedding too. But I had no urge to poop. Yeah, that's a memory gets laxatives <laughs> when she travels because the travel belly is a different belly than your normal belly. Yeah, but then when you walk into a Barnes & Noble, you immediately have to poop. <laughs> Like every time I'm in a Barnes and Noble, I Just have the to sight poop. of books releases all of my gastrointestinal. I don't know what it is, or like, and it was always like when I would go to Blockbuster as a kid, I had to poop. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like you like looking at things and it's all so exciting. You're just like internally, you're like, you got to get things moving. Your metabolism just goes, oh, Uh, God, we have a job to do. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that is. And when you're on vacation, no urge. No urge. But as soon as I get to that food court in the mall, oh, Oh. shit. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm with you. I verbally retweet like all of this. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, we've created a couple games specifically for you that we think will be really fun. Uh, and because this is our 4th of July themed episode, we're playing a game called Founding Father or Michael Bay Character. Okay. Where these, Jack, if you want to explain the game. Yeah, so... Um, because uh, the 4th of July uh, commemorates, of course, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Right. And we want to know, you guys... Uh, you and I are playing this game together. Yeah, I'll read the questions Pretty you guys well. will answer. Um, so we want to see how many of the actual names from the document you'll recognize. So we want to know, are these guys who signed the Declaration of Independence or characters from the films of America's most patriotic director, Michael Bay? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I also I don't watch movies, so I is am... Michael Bay really the most patriotic director? I mean, what, what? it's up for interpretation. For the purposes of this game, sure. we're going to say that. Yeah. Okay. I okay. Mean, James Cameron won't let us use his name. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Name number one: Oliver Wolcott. Oliver Wolcott. Mm-hmm. Founding father or Michael Bay character? I'm going to go founding father. I'm going to go Michael Bay character. He is, in fact, a founding father. Oh, Ooh, look at him. No. He yeah. looks like literal Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> I don't understand. I like that chair. That's a nice yeah, chair. I know. It's a good red. I just got like a new apartment, so I'm like really eyeballing furniture. Everywhere <laughs> I go. I'm like, oof, I like that. I'm with you. I still do that. I'm just like, where's that lamp from? Is that CB2? Is that CB2? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two, Caesar Rodney. Caesar Rodney. Yes, founding father or Michael Bay character. Michael Bay character. I'm going founding father. He is a founding father. Yeah. A guy named, oh God. Yes, All he's right. a Rodney. I, th- I hope he's a Cyclops and actually only has one eye. <laughs> 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 we can't. We're looking at these in a profile. drawings of um, founding fathers. I like how he spells Caesar, like with the A and the E. Like, yeah, like he's nice. got a nice solid touch. brand. American Eagle, hashtag sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next up is Harry Stamper. Oh, Harry Stamper. Yeah. Founding father or Michael Bay character? Michael Bay character? I'm going founding father. He is a Michael Bay character. It was Bruce Willis in Armageddon. Oh, oh. wait. His name was Harry Stamper? Yeah, that's correct. Oh. Yeah. Harry Stamper, the oil driller turned <laughs> astronaut. That's correct. See? America. Why, th- America. Th- didn't like Ben Affleck like say that to like Michael Bay? He was like, why couldn't we have just like trained astronauts to be oil drillers <laughs> and not oil drillers to be astronauts? <laughs> You're asking too many damn questions, yeah. Ben. Yeah, he like told him just like shut up about it. Like, just, <laughs> I don't remember movie. that movie. I just remember them walking in slow motion. You've never seen Armageddon. I have seen it, but I forget everything that happened. <laughs> I just remember them walking in slow motion. That's it. Well, they land on an asteroid. Or and something. now Harris, close my eyes. Yeah, yeah, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah. That spoilers. <laughs> I mean, God, for all those people that haven't watched Armageddon, Jesus, man. <laughs> it's, great. it's a very patriotic movie too. All right, number four, George Ross. George Ross? Mm -hmm. Founding father or Michael Bay character? I secretly hope it's the guy that started Ross Dress for Less. Yeah, but it sounds like a really modern name. Yeah. So I'm going to say Michael Bay character. Yeah, I'm going Michael Bay character. He is, in fact, a founding father. There he is. And all of these guys signed the Declaration of Independence. That's that's correct. He looks very stately. No, he looks boring. He looks like he does weird shit in bed. And you're like, what are you doing? And he brings out a toy that you're like, George, stop. He does, he does look kind of like the Quaker Oats man. Yeah, yeah I was just about yeah. to say that. Like, yeah. He's got a good perm. Okay. All right, next up, Marcus Burnett. Marcus Burnett. Mm-hmm. Founding father or Michael Bay character? I'm going Michael Bay character. I'm going to go founding father this time. He was played by Martin Lawrence in Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. Whoa. Michael Bay directed Bad Boys 2? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. Shake your tail, Feather. Remember that song? I remember Shake Your Tail Feather. 
They told me, <laughs> at the beginning of the song, they're like, Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. Oh, really? So go, what your name is. Nope, no idea. Yeah. We're going to bleep that out because we don't have the rights for that song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think we're all right. Yeah. All right, next up, John Morton. John Morton? Yes, did he sign the Declaration of Independence? Or is he Michael, Michael Bay? Character? Michael Bay. I want Michael Bay Michael character. Bay. He is, in fact, a founding father. Why are they boring? <laughs> Why do they look like that guy looks like he, looks like, he yeah. looks like a potato head. Or it looks like a bad caricature that you would pay like on like the Venice <laughs> yeah. boardwalk. You're like, that's what I look like? Yeah, I hope that the rest of the photo is him on a jet ski and we just can't see it. <laughs> All right, next up is Cade Yeager. Cade Yeager. C-A-D-E, Yeager. I'm going Michael Bay Michael character. Bay character. And he was played by Mark Wahlberg in Transformers Age of Extinction. Cade Yeager? Yes. Not a founding father, believe it or not. <laughs> I know. I mean, I believe that that man's name is Cade. <laughs> yeah, look at him. What what landscape is he in front of? What city is that? Is that New York? That is a... San Francisco? It looks like Australia. That's a Sydney That is a house. Chevy Camaro. Oh, oh, yeah. There's a Sydney Opera House. Or, but like most of all the Transformers take place in Chicago. I saw them film Transformers 2. Oh, really? I was younger, yeah. How was that? It was really cool. I like saw Shia LaBeouf. He was like the first like celebrity I ever saw like in person. Whoa. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Were uh, you an Even Stevens fan? Huge Even Stevens <laughs> fan. Like, are you kidding me? That show. <laughs> changed lives. It changed lives. And like Disney shows are not what they used to be. Like, no. I it's remember. It's so like pie in the face humor. And yeah. like. Oh, it's it's, it's just, trash. It's trash. Back then it was like. It was really raw and like it fun. It meant like, they, something. Oh, it had heart. Do you remember when they found the golden sausage like underneath their house? No. I watched only a few episodes. I was a big, um, what was Hilary Duff's show? Um, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire, yeah. I watched more of that. But we also didn't have Disney Channel growing up because we didn't have the money for it. So I had to watch it like at friends' houses. Tragic. I know. Sorry. sorry. We were very Did we open up an old wound? Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Trigger warning, trigger warning. All right, next up is John Patrick Mason. Founding Father. Father. Uh, Mason. Yeah, I'm going to say Founding, founding father. father. He was played by Sean Connery in what? The Rock. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean. This is a tough game. This, this is, is a really tough game. <laughs> yeah. Like, he looks great, but why so many names? All right. There's only two more. Here okay, we go. Ready. Number nine is Benjamin Rush. Benjamin Rush. Mm-hmm. I'm going Founding Father. I'm Michael Bay. Founding father. Woo! He looks sad. He looks so <laughs> oh, sad. so sad. Because e- he thinks he lost his glasses. But they're on, they're on his and head. Like he lost, I think he actually lost his eyeballs that were just looking into dark sockets. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very grim portrait. Yeah, he lost his glasses and they're on his head. All right, number 10. Okay. Paul Doyle. Paul Doyle? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a Michael Bay Michael character. Michael Bay character. He was played by The Rock in Pain and Game. Yeah, hey. that's Paul Doyle. Paul Doyle. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So uh, who won that game? No one wins these Grace games. Did. Grace, 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 yeah. you are the winner. I win. What do I win? Yeah, I win this. You win a flash drive. Yeah. <laughs> so I can download all my Michael Bay movies onto a flash drive. <laughs> I need a them. flashlight. The, my, the North Hollywood Police still you have can, my flash here, drive you can have of, this. from the security camera footage. You can I have that new flash drive. Gigs? Yeah. Ooh. We don't fuck around here. Yeah, we got that full screen money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, nice. we have one more quick segment that I think you are perfect for because you are have been recently obsessed with this Avril Lavigne conspiracy theory. Yes. Which is pretty Amazing. Can you explain to us what the actual conspiracy theory is? Well, I, I like as I like to call it the Vandela effect because <laughs> the woman's name who apparently has replaced Avril Lavigne, her name is uh, like Carla Vandela or something right. like that. Because Melissa? the theory, the theory is oh, yes, the theory is that she's she actually that Avril Lavigne died. Yes, and she's been was replaced by her like body double because uh, like at one point they would kind of like hire her to like. 
I don't know, go around for like paparazzi attention or stuff to oh. kind of be as like a yeah, body double for her. Okay. And then at one point they think that Avril Lavigne died and they still wanted to like keep her like legacy alive. And then basically this girl replaced it, her. <gasps> and that's why like her music changes, her like voice changes and like Whoa. her face looks slightly different. I'm not really buying it. Zane really believes it. And he like, she's like, dude, look at the photos. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's just a photo of Avril Lavigne squinting and Avril Lavigne not squinting. And he thinks there's like, it's two different it's people. It's two different people. Okay. Well, because um, you've been recently interested in conspiracy theories, we wanted to do a celebrity conspiracy blind item where Jack and I are going to read different conspiracy theories. And then you tell us. You guys guess who you think that conspiracy theory is about. Which celebrity you think that conspiracy theory pertains to. Okay. Okay. I don't. All right. Um, we're going to go back and forth. We'll take, turn, we'll take turns, you and me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, like always, we're going to be pretty terrible at this game. So yeah, let's, probably. let's play. Here we go. <laughs> Though she never discusses it in public, this pop sensation is actually a regular commenter and poster on the online Meme Factory 4chan and has enlisted some of the site's users in helping her orchestrate elaborate hoaxes on the public. Mm. This, who is this blind item about? I'll let Matt guess first, but I've got a pretty good idea who I think this is. This pop sensation. Mm. Uh, Katy Perry. Okay. Oh, that's a good guess. I was going to guess Rihanna. It is Taylor Swift. Oh, that's oh. a good one too. She posts on 4chan and uses some of the site's users to orchestrate elaborate hoaxes on the public. Well, that is the conspiracy theory. The conspiracy. I'm not buying it. I don't think she's doing it. I bet someone on I think her she's team like, is doing it. Yeah, like, but she's an avid Tumblr user. Like, she did all of these, like, secret sessions for her 1985 album where she, like, invited all of these avid fans that had never met her in person at concerts through social media to her houses to listen to the album first. Like, they took all their phones and they had these listening sessions and they would listen and then go post about it, like, later. That's cool. Yeah. I think she's really smart the way she uses social media, but I don't know if she's on 4chan. Yeah, that seems yeah. that seems yeah. made up. Okay. All right, this next one. They claim to be sisters who are only five years apart, but in fact, this famous duo is really a mother-daughter combo, and one of them has been lying about her age since becoming famous. Whoa. So they claim to be sisters, mm -hmm. but they're actually mother— I'm going to go— And singers? Or what are, I'm going to go Tia sisters. and Tamara. Uh, <laughs> they're twins. No, but that's mother-daughter all damn day. I'm Allie and AJ. Uh, according to the conspiracy theory, it's Beyonce and Solange. What? Wait, who's the mom? Solange? Is Beyonce's mom? <laughs> Solange. Beyonce is Solange's mom? Solange is younger than yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, no, it's Beyonce. Is, is the mom? Solange's mother, right? Whoa. Yeah. That is quite a conspiracy theory. No, it theory. doesn't add up. She was never pregnant. Like, when was she pregnant? Like, at, like, the peak of Destiny's Child? Like that Maybe. But they also said that or she right wasn't really then. pregnant with Blue Ivy. Remember all those photos of her belly deflating? Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Another conspiracy theory. Another okay. conspiracy theory. Okay, here we go. This very famous actor's daughter is not really his daughter at all, but was fathered by his cousin, coincidentally also the actor who played Ethan on the TV classic Lost. I'll read it again. This very famous yeah. actor's daughter mm -hmm. is not really his daughter at all, but was fathered by his cousin, coincidentally also the actor who played Ethan on the TV classic Lost. So who is the father and daughter? Is it? It's not. I don't know. It's not John Voight and Angelina Jolie. No, that's her. No, that's her real dad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think? Jack? I, I was going. To, I was going to guess Bruce Willis, but I can't remember Bruce Willis's daughter's name. Rumor Willis. Yeah, there you go. And Tallulah. You're both incorrect. The conspiracy theory is about Tom and Surrey Cruz. That uh, that Surrey was, was fathered, fathered by the, his cousin. 
The oh, and his cousin was played Ethan on Lost. I guess so. Oh. I don't know who his cousin is. That man that looks very much like Tom Cruise. I should have hmm. assumed <clears throat> it was a, the way one of these would involve Tom Cruise. Yep. All right. Yeah. I actually knew this one. I've heard this one before. Okay, I'm ready. Um, so you might know it. All right. During a recent stop at the Perth airport, hundreds of Australian fans claim to have personally seen this celebrity shape shift momentarily into a giant reptile. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, people claim mm-hmm. to see this person shape shift into a giant reptile. Yeah, because there are those, there are those people like David Icke who believes that um, lizard people, lizard people. Yeah, what? And oh this, yeah, that's this, like a huge thing. Yeah, it's a huge thing. So, so this person. Uh, People claim to have seen okay. the transformation in the Perth briefly, airport. At the Perth airport, I'm gonna yeah. say Sia. Is she she's, Australian? She's Australian. <laughs> I made Mel laugh because <laughs> <laughs> we can't see her eyes, so maybe she's a lizard under there. Okay, I'm gonna go with Sia too. Can I go yeah, with you on that? Of like course. This? In fact, it was Justin Bieber. What? What? He's yeah. a lizard person. He's a lizard person. In the sewers. Yeah, like, look, there that he photo. Is. He's been posting a lot on Instagram lately. It's been yeah. clogging my feed. <laughs> Just want to let that. I have be heard said. that conspiracy theory, and because I, I love the lizard people conspiracy theories, they're so stupid. I gotta look into those. They're I've heard favorite. of lizard people, but I've never fully understood what they are. It's but absurd. No, I love it. Now it's I'm ready. A, it's a real thing. Okay, here we go. Yep. These two former bandmates are hopelessly in love, but have kept their same-sex romance out of the public eye, going so far as to fake relationships with women and mm. even pregnancies to hide their love. Oh man. Okay. Two former bandmates. All right. Let's see here. Two former bandmates. Are they? Bo- uh, is it a boy band? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say like Justin Timberlake and like, I don't know, Lance Bass. Hmm. (laughs) But I don't think Lance Bass has kids. I don't know. I'm going to guess Harry Styles and uh, Zayn. So close. Is it Louie? Yeah, it's Harry and Louie. That they faked female relationships and even pregnancies to hide their love. I I feel like I knew that. Well, why you knew half pick, of it. Why did I pick the wrong? Oh, God. I thought they, I would just think. I'm so bad at these older. games. I know. <laughs> you, um, I like that you guys are so upset with yourselves <laughs> over not knowing these I, conspiracy uh, theories. I, I love crazy internet things. All right, this is the last one. Okay, right, ready. Here we go. This Hollywood actor is really an immortal who assumes a new persona every 50 years or so. If you go back far enough what? to the year 800 AD, he was actually the Holy Roman Emperor Charlemagne. This Hollywood actor. I'm going to say George Clooney. I'm going to say Matt Damon. It is in fact, well, not in fact, according to the conspiracy theory, (laughs) it is Keanu Reeves. Oh! Oh! I've heard about this. Yeah, and if you look at, if you look at like paintings of Charlemagne, he does look shockingly like Keanu Reeves. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's a a Highlander. You know, you have to kill him. I saw him once at an event. And he was leaning against the wall and he tried to be very discreet. But I'm like, you're Keanu Reeves. You cannot be discreet <laughs> unless you're wearing like a mask. What are you doing? So uh, which, uh, who won this game? No one won. No, no one won. So none of, us, none, of us, none of us get secretly inducted into the Illuminati. No, but no. Bummer. one of us does get a gift. It's Matt King because we've reached the end of the podcast. No, I know. Had such a good time. This was so much fun. And we want to thank you so much for offering your time to spend with us that we're giving you um, some added gear for 
your detective <gasps> service. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We think someone might steal your hat, so we want to give you a backup hat. And then we also have a cape and a magnifying glass for you. I um, needed this. Good. I really did. <laughs> this like, means so much. This is like the best day ever. Thank you so much. Of course. Now, for everyone out there that is a dummy and doesn't know where to find you across all social media platforms, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's Matt R. King. Yeah, that tripped me up when I was trying to tweet out for Kings questions. Taken, and so I have to like put in my little <laughs> middle your name middle, initial. What's, what's your middle name? What do you think it is? Rodney. Rodney? Yeah, that's the only R <laughs> name I can think of. It's Ryan. Oh, that's also but I like an R Rodney. name. Uh, okay, guys, follow him, Matt R. King, across all social media platforms, and um, keep up to date to see if they actually find Heath's truck. Yeah. I have positive energy around this. I do, too. This. I do, too. Stay positive. Keep hunting, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you sign off from your new detective series? Keep hunting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye! Bye! Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too, Not deep. too deep with Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, produced and directed by Jack Ferry with production support from Full Screen Studios and Michael Rucker. Associate producer Melissa D. Mons with production assistance by Diane Kang. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music.